And we're back, we're back indeed, and all we want to do is talk about mental illness. On standby, I've got uh, psychologist, lecturer, community activist, and PhD candidate, academically and clinically trained at the University of the Vardasrand, Ngulego Benedict Mshongo. Ngulego, good morning, welcome to The Bridge. Uh, Good morning, good morning to your listeners as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about this one. This is a big one. This is a big one. I mean, you know, we can we can sit and we can be on air and preach that, you know, you are strong, you are you are bigger than this. You, it's not that bad. Nothing is permanent. But, you know, I, I make the assumption that for people that are living with mental illnesses and some which are layered with depression, it's tough, man. It's really, really tough. There must be a deeper level of empathy that we can apply from ourselves yeah. Yeah. to support them. Where do we start unpacking this conversation according to your expertise? I would follow the guides of my questions, but I really want to follow the guides of your expertise. Yeah, very good, very good. Thank you so much. You're right. It's a huge one. And I love your intro, especially how you put it, that we can have discussions and conferences and all of that, but I mean, the people living there, those are the people actually at the bottom, are the people, the ordinary people there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to conceptualize this in the sense of they need to wear specific ribbons that we can actually increase the level of kindness or understanding, but we need a proper intervention that actually sees everyone acting in humanity in a way that actually you know, caters for everyone, mm-hmm. whether we're suffering from uh, any mental health. But the fact that I think we need the basis of actually us being kind. Mm-hmm. So that is actually missing in society, where people tend to actually do. Because, I mean, suicide is, is actually a symptom. Or it's actually the last stage of, dep- of any depressive episode. Mm. Mm. Uh, pardon me for that one. Uh, let's talk about this thing of being kind. You're saying we can just be kind. How easy is it to be kind when you yourself don't know the extent of the clinical things that might be bothering you if have gone undiagnosed because i think a lot of us are really sick beings mm-hmm. that are not clinically diagnosed none of us have taken the liberty i mean i'll, I'll talk about something as simple as your thyroid gland right yeah, something okay. that regulates your entire functionality a gland that regulates all of you how many of us have truly taken the liberty to go and draw blood and check our ths levels Majority of us have not. So if we say, let's look at our mind, our brain, how much we undermine it, we underestimate it, and how we underestimate its fragility. How many of us have literally decided on our own accord that I want to go to the doctor to go and check out my mental health? Yeah, no, you're touching on very, very complex issues here because I mean, uh, the health-seeking behaviors of actually looking at the contextual base of South Africa, they're very varied and multifaceted in a sense that it's only, we can even generalize it to a very sexist connotation to say it's more women who'd actually rather go and check that out than versus men. Mm-hmm. And the other mm-hmm. concept is that it's only when we find difficulty in actually exploring our coping mechanisms, only then we see it as an issue, then we then seek professional help. Mm-hmm. But from day to day, I think we need to transform the identity of what mental health actually is into something as basic as good mannerism. Yes, talk to me about those mannerisms. And let's unpack that. I like that. I like that. So that we know what to look out for. Yes, it starts from a notion of just greeting and saying hi, whether we're smiling, whether we're being fake or anything, but just checking on 
and not changing and also changing daily conversations to say how was your day and all was good but actually let, let, let us unpack that because we're all suffering from a different type of mental illness or anything or any stress that might lead for you to be a mental health issue mm-hmm. but the idea of us actually being kind the idea of us being down to earth just bear near greetings and asking people how your day went, wishing them well. I think that's very important, as basic as it is. But I feel like that's where we need to all start. Listen, I like what I'm seeing on Twitter of late. Um, I know yesterday, uh, many South African public figures, I was reading tweets, the likes of Mel Bala, the likes of Simpiwe Dana, you know, they were highlighting how they've been diagnosed with depression and how they're managing it. And uh, depression, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Doc, would be a form of a mental illness, is it not? Yes, it is. Absolutely. So they've been going out on Twitter, uh, these public figures, and many have joined in in opening about their mental Mm. health status and how they deal with it. How best would one, if I'm in a romantic relationship with a person who is struggling with um, uh, a clinically diagnosed mental illness, or maybe I'm the one with a clinically diagnosed mental illness. How does my partner best support me? How do I also communicate to my family to best support me? Mm, I know, no, it's a good one. I, I also saw that tweet, very empowering actually mm-hmm, as well. So mm-hmm. what we need to do in that regard, do not actually, for instance, let's take the instance of someone who's actually depressed, someone is feeling very much suicidal. Mm-hmm. They already have went, underwent certain things that they found in their lives. They're actually been holding on. So it's, unadvisable to say that listen but you've got a job you've got a car you've got family who support you i've already utilized all of that so i've very depleted in the sense that i don't have anything to actually draw from Mm -hmm. so the most important thing if you want that particular support is just to actually let them know that listen today i'm feeling down Mm -hmm. and it's okay so we need to normalize how we feel on specific days if i feel like i don't feel like going to work or it's okay how can we best actually make it day to day? So it's all about actually compromising and actually accommodating each and every one at that particular time. Because you're always not actually feeling any and any much better throughout the whole week or throughout the whole day. So it's very much empowering to let Dineo know that, listen, as your partner today, I'm not feeling okay. So Dineo then knows how to best approach me and actually knows to see what, uh, what, what he can or she can also assist. And the most fundamental basis in that is actually check in. Yeah. Guys, we don't check-ins. We, we need to do check-ins. How do we check-in successfully? I, I don't mean to really interrupt you, but we all see these posts, checking on your friends, guys, checking on your friends. Checking in could be anything. I could be calling my friend, friend, how are you? How do I then phrase those questions so my friend can trust me with their brokenness? Because checking in is relative, if, we, if we're, uh-huh. we're going to uh-huh. be honest. How do we sincerely, most empathetically check-in? Like, I'm going to make this into you. in a relationship, for instance, if something has happened or transpired in a relationship that actually had made the other party draw back. So I've apologized and then we're moving on in a relationship. But it's important to check in in that light to say, listen, I know last month this and this actually happened. I'm just actually checking in to find out how you are. I'm not trying to actually re-evoke certain emotions, but I'm just checking in to find out how you are and if you're in the same process. And in friendship situations, hey, friend, I'm calling you. I know we've been actually, it's been a while since we've caught up. It's been a while since we've actually met up. Mm. A lot has happened on my end. That is me telling you that, listen, I'm about to have a conversation. That is me. That is welcoming you in so that you can also do the same. I absolutely love that. A psychologist that can give practical tools on how we can uh, uh, you know, be better towards each other. And mm. I love the, the, the examples that you just gave. Lastly, I'm going to close it now, and as best you can in as brief a time as you can, let's bring it to the workplace. I feel personally that it is dangerous to run with the theory of 
show up even on your worst day. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. Sometimes you needn't show up. Sometimes showing up means not showing up because you're showing up for yourself and you're just accepting to yourself that I'm a little bit broken. But sometimes our, our work doesn't allow us to not show up. How do I then show up at work and still show up for, for myself psychologically and emotionally while mm -hmm. I'm at work? How do I communicate within the workspace without being taken advantage of or being seen as weak that I am a little broken and I'm a little birdie with broken wings? I am here, but I'm not at my optimum. I need support. <laughs> the default is, is within access, the ability to always be accessible, accessible to everyone. That mm -hmm. is what they, in the lack or the absence of you being assertive and saying no. We might come from a very col collectivist type of nature or background, but does not mean that we need not to show individualistic traits in mm -hmm. saying that I'm taking charge of myself. Mm -hmm. Secondly, there's power in actually understanding and actually being observant of your own limits to say not today. Huh. There's power in exactly that. So we need to understand that, listen, you're doing this for yourself. So burnout is actually now in the DSM-5. It's a disorder. Mm. So you showing up, you doing all of that, you doing feeling praises from that is actually leading yourself to actually getting that particular diagnosis. Mm. So there's power in actualizing that lesson. This is how far I can actually do this. So how about maybe we separate the work, give it to another colleague or anything, but I need to know that, listen, these are my limits. Sure. Listen, Nkulego, um, I can go on for you. I can go on with you rather um, because I love how you're approaching this matter and I love how practical you are about the examples that you're giving us. You're literally giving us life tools that we can actually use on a layman's day-to-day -day, uh, 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 living, you know. Um, and it's not highbrow. It's, it's, it's stuff that we don't need to struggle too hard to decipher. But I'm going to have to let you go, though. I have run out of time. I do need to take my coffee break music fix right now. Nkulego, Benedict Mthongo, uh, you're a brilliant psychologist. Uh, I don't know you from a bar of soap, but I wish to engage with you further off air and on air. I love content like this. This is what I subscribe to, and this is what the masses need. I know that for a fact, and our listeners appreciate this as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. You're absolutely most welcome. That was uh, Nkulego Benedict Mthongo, psychologist, lecturer, community activist, and PhD candidate, academically and clinically trained at the University of the Witwatersrand. Coming up next, your coffee break music fix.